This is exactly right. <sighs> We're finally doing a live I Said No Gifts, and I'm inviting you. This thing is going to be wonderful. Some very special guests, gift giveaways, and I'll probably get a haircut the day before so I look really nice. It's June 26th at Dynasty Typewriter, right here in gorgeous Los Angeles, California. That's right, Los Angeles, the home of several Target stores. And if you can't be in LA, we'll also be live streaming the whole show. Tickets are very limited, so go to DynastyTypewriter.com as soon as possible. clear when you're a guest in my home you gotta come to me empty-handed I said no gifts your presence is present enough and I already had too much stuff so how do you dare disobey me Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. I hope uh, I found you well. I hope you're having a nice day or doing your thing. Uh, maybe you're maybe you're in a high speed chase, and my obnoxious voice is distracting you. I don't know. Look, I'm excited. I'm. Uh, I've got a guest today who I just adore. Just a sweet man, a very funny comedian. His name is. Dave Ross. Bridger, hi. Dave, welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm so happy to be here, man. Uh, I love that you referred to your obnoxious voice in quite possibly the most uh, serene way humanly (laughs) possible. Well, you know, I I feel like if you were, I guess if you were in a high-speed chase, the just someone talking to you while you're sweating and this annoying little man is... Probably too loud on the stereo. Well, there we Why are, are you listening to a podcast? We've, we've, uh, we've gone from through your obnoxious voice and the fact that you're an annoying little man. I find your oh, presence relentlessly pleasant, Bridger. And, uh, but you think even it, well, I appreciate, I do appreciate that. Which is why I'm listening to you on my high speed page, uh, page. Your which high is speed not page. even close to a uh, fake word. That's a, that's a nice word though, a page. A page. What is that? It's like a, that's a peach with some Somebody with a bad a accent. Yeah, I'm eating a page. Get me a, a page. juicy page. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's an obnoxious, annoying little man. Yeah. <laughs> the guy who says page. <laughs> I do. Uh, I wonder what, uh, how you would get yourself into a high-speed chase while listening to a podcast. Who is that person that we're talking about? Absolutely. That's... Definitely someone who, uh, probably if anyone on earth found you obnoxious, it's that person. <laughs> that's, pro- that's actually very true. <laughs> like, this little asshole. <laughs> This horrible little man. Yeah, because the only way that could happen would be like, I mean, or the exact opposite, 
where they're so stressed out from their high speed chase <laughs> that they're like, and it's been going for a while. They're like, you know what? I I got to put on I said no gig because <laughs> I'm gonna have a fucking down. heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> they're running their hands through their hair and they throw on the podcast. They're like, let's get some smooth, just talking with friends. Absolutely, that would be uh, yeah, mate. Some I, smooth that talking would be, with friends is smooth talking with friends is a great th- podcast. That's a great. That's <laughs> an amazing name for a. podcast. Welcome to Smooth Talking with Friends. <laughs> I'm Bridger Weiniger. I'm here with a friend. We're going to be Hello. talking smoothly. I don't know how many, how much, um, how many high speed things have happened in my life. I'm in sure. Gen- except for me talking. You talking is high speed. I, especially on stage recently, for whatever reason, I'm a high speed really? loud talker. I've oh, never yeah. noticed that. I, I, you do have a volume. You're a, you can definitely command uh, volume, yes. but I've never noticed you as a high-speed talker. Is this a new dynamic for your it's stage It's a presence? newer, yeah, it's a more recent thing. For some reason, I'm very, I don't know, I'm very, um, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to you. You're going to get the I'm going to get you on the edge of your seat. Yeah, it's going to happen, Relentless. like, hard at you. You're, <laughs> you're going to be You're going to laugh nervous. or I'll fucking kill you. You're going you're gonna to hate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> An hour of just full discomfort. Just, yeah. Well, that's another thing. Is it like doing when I'm on the road? So, okay. W- w- okay. If I were to break it down, I'll bet you here's why. So, there are, I'm very excited about stand up right now. I feel really good about it and I feel good at it. So, right. I like feel confident and excited about what I'm doing. And, um, it's hard to get to that mindset right. with stand-up because it's so long. It's your whole life, basically, if you want to How would you like to spend a decade before <laughs> you see any yes. excitement? Yes. And uh, and so those periods of, like, spikes in interest and um, not talent, but, like, but like I don't know, li- like, um, what's the word? I mean, if you have talent, it's there, but, but um, like the skill. talent and then the momentum and the skill all matching up at once. Exactly. Probably a, That's just very exciting. And when right. I get in that mode, I, I get very excitable on stage, but also um, I'm touring right now a lot doing hours of standup. And I hadn't been doing that for the past year. Cause I put an album out last year. Sure. Um, and when I'm doing that and building a new hour, um, I tend to start my sets very high energy because I just, I don't know, get used to that on the road and I want people to get excited and love me right away. Get people on the same page and then run out of energy and just drag them through the next 45 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I like it. I like to do an hour. I like to have a really good 10 minutes up top (laughs) and then for you to just, 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 Really, because just get sort of immediately confused about how you got there. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> you're just, gonna spend that goodwill that you built up with those ten minutes, and just people will hate you by the end. Yeah, of the show. I just like to just shove their face in dog shit. Yeah, like, ten minutes in. This could be my new favorite comedian too. I this person should not be working in the business. Yeah, I want you to dive at the comment card. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I want you to spend the next forty five minutes filling it out. But then for the last five minutes of my set to be 
pure joy. And so you rip up that comment yeah, card. Yeah, right. And you're famously the comment card comedian. You're handing those I, out before I do a lot, the show. First of all, I do a lot of clubs. I, uh, sure. I love a club, just in general. <laughs> uh, I love to be a member of a club, and I love to dance at a club and perform at a comedy club. Right. I'm a club, and I love this to beat a- the shit out of people with a stick. <laughs> with a- <laughs> right, right. Uh, no, I like, it's high energy up top, and then that sort of slows down because no one can maintain that, no sane person. But then I come back to LA, and every set is seven or ten minutes long, and I'm used oh, to so opening up big. Oh, so you're just doing that right. for your full set in Los Angeles. Totally. And are yeah. people responsible? Responding to it? Yeah. I mean, it is like it's all. Yeah. All of those things that I just said are like sort of it's a it's a recipe for for doing well, for sure. Yeah. And uh, after I say this to you, immediately my next set's going to be garbage. Oh, sure, well, I'm sure it's going to probably tank your career. I think this so. This is the one that just destroys you. I said no career. Yeah, I said no career. I will be in the audience filming. I will leak it to the internet. And booing. And booing. <laughs> Holding my phone and just loudly booing. Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> well, I look forward to it. I, Me too. Uh, um, well, I'm excited to have you here. The uh, very loose theme of this podcast, obviously, is gifts. Mm. Dave, what's your general feeling about gifts? Are you a gift giver? Are you a gift receiver? Is it something you enjoy i uh i would say that i'm a gift receiver you enjoy getting a gift uh yeah well i definitely do receive them okay you sometimes. do so you have people in your life who care about you <laughs> yeah so we've confirmed that not really many not many the gifts are well, slowing I'm 37. down right okay. there's not a lot of gift giving Amongst thirty-seven year olds, when you get a think. gift, what is it for? Your birthday? Yeah, and even that's family rare. members giving you gifts. You know, yes, I get gifts at Christmas, right? And I guess I get some gifts on my birthday, but not really. Okay. When I get gifts, it's like randomly a friend is like, "I thought of you," and that's the best time. Oh, of course. And uh, I will. Yes, I do like to get gifts. I don't think it happens often because I'm in the period of my life where, like, I'm single and I'm. I, I mean, I was going to say a little older. I'm 37 is not older, but it's no. like past the age of being around people all the time. Like I'm right. alone a lot can, of the time. You could choose to just be alone forever. Forever. Now. Yes. Yeah. If I died, you wouldn't know for a while. I Okay, <laughs> probably not. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know a lot of things anymore because yeah. I'm also uh, isolating stage. myself. Right. So I'm I'm hearing less and less news from the outside. And so your death probably 3 weeks later. Yeah. I would miss the funeral. Sure. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just... You're busy. I'm, no, I'm not busy. I would just not hear the news. Oh, I see. And then, you know, I would hear about your... Someone would like say, you like, why weren't news. you at Dave's funeral? I feel like you would hear the news. I, that's interesting. So you're saying that you're so isolated. I, well, know. I feel like we're both so isolated. Yes. That that creates a third isolation, which would allow me to avoid the news of your death for weeks. Sure. I would get to live in the world of Dave is still alive while everyone else is grieving you. Interesting. And I'm out, you know, well, I'm just sitting around my apartment playing Zelda or whatever. You know what's so funny is that I, you know, I think think what we're learning right now is that we're both, um, we both have low self-esteem. Oh, absolutely. You you know? This is the meeting of two men who just... 
have no self worth. Yes. A meaning of two men. And then, <laughs> dude, if that were just randomly the end of that sentence, that would have been so wonderful. <laughs> this is the meaning of two. And then we stare at each other. Uh, <laughs> just quiet breathing. No, because I was imagining that. I would die and then no one would find the body for weeks. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So you're slipping in your apartment, you're choking on a peanut, you're... Right. <laughs> Which is definitely how I'll die in some sort of microcosmic way, some sort of like, wow, that's even a death? Yeah. <laughs> like I bought too many napkins. I didn't you know, know you could bought... die that way. <laughs> yeah, wow. Good for him. Yeah, it turns out he put on a shirt that was too thin. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't enough fabric in his house and uh <laughs> it's a beautiful way to die yeah no i i just think that there's this interesting period in the middle of your life where like you i think i'm in the period of my life the first period of my life where i interact with the least amount of people i will ever interact with right right Probably like the second least amount of people, second only to the very end of my life. When people have fully forgotten you, exactly. you don't have children. Yes. And it's like there's one orderly who doesn't even want to talk to you. But for me, it's for a different reason. I'm hoping to outlive my kids. Oh, and not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I want, I want to be the last. <laughs> okay. I think that that's an, an admirable goal. Just me too. You bring them into the world and say, I'll and see you out. I'll, you push them off a cliff. Yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't plan on having children, but I always thought that... If I did, for them to receive their inheritance, I would want them. I want to live to <laughs> 115, and then they have to push me out of a plane. And wow. I think that's a nice way to get rid of the father. That's so funny. And that's how, what a wonderful way to die, 115 falling out of a plane. Your children have achieved their goal. They're going to get their inheritance. And What's then, so funny about that is that, how, how old are you now? I'm 35. You're 35. Yeah. Okay. So, if you have kids in five years. Yes. Um, and when, for your kids to push you, let's say, hypothetically. Okay. For your kids to push you out of a plane when you're 115, they would be 75. The, so, you a want perfect a 75 age for two 75 year olds <laughs> to be murdering a 115 year old. <laughs> And maybe one of their children is flying the plane at like 50. At 50, sure. Because so they had kids early. Yeah. Why they? So it's like a nice uh, <laughs> older group of people out in the <laughs> out plane. For, out in the plane. Totally. And Grandpa Bridger is kind now, of. Now, are you thinking you would charter this plane or would this be like. It would happen on Delta. This is like a hijacking situation. It's uh, who was uh, the guy in the seventies uh, who hijacked that plane? I don't want. It's like uh, well, the guy DB Cooper. DB Cooper. Thank you. Oh, I thought you meant the guy in his seventies. Oh, interesting. Well, he could have been. We never found him. He hijacked the plane. Uh, got a like a duffel bag of money, leaped out of the plane, and was never found again. So. Wow. I could be kind of a D.B. Cooper situation where I hijack the plane and jump out. And then also my son, well, actually, my sons are pushing me out. So they would be immediately caught aboard Delta flight 
what have you. And Unless you hijack the plane and then at gunpoint force them to push you out. <laughs> Not a bad idea. Yeah. And so then they're scot-free. <laughs> yes. Everyone's dreams come true. And there are, you know, there are witnesses all aboard the plane that get this insane 115-year-old took over the flight. <laughs> yeah. And the he's oldest now. man on earth by far hijacked this plane <laughs> I was on. They let him fly. And man, the definition of spry, this man. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the great thing about being 115. People would allow me to do whatever. That's true. They would let me into the into the cockpit. They're like, what's this guy going to do? <laughs> Little did they know. I'm on my way out. Yeah, you're on, and you're very you're very capable. I'm extremely capable. If there's one thing people know about me, it's that I'm just uh, skilled. And <laughs> I have wasn't all even these... referring to you now. <laughs> With any, <laughs> oh, I just meant you're saying chances. in like 80 years, yeah. maybe I'll have developed a skill. <laughs> no, that's very optimistic of you. It, it, I uh, <laughs> I feel like if in the next 80 years I learn one thing. It will be a how miracle. to. It'll be to your way into a, a Delta cockpit. flight. Yeah. Yes, is this going to get me on some sort of list? Well, it won't matter. You'll be fucking dead. Yeah, I, or maybe you won't. Airline industry. I'm <laughs> not planning on this for another eighty, eighty to ninety years. Hold off on keeping me off your flights. I'm a perfectly pleasant passenger. <laughs> I occasionally push my seat back. Big deal. But otherwise, I'm very polite to flight attendants. Are you? Of course. I feel like, how wild would it be if my answer was like, no, I fucking hate flight attendants. <laughs> Some I'm... people, I think, are like uh, proudly mean passengers. Really? I mean, I wouldn't expect you to, but you never sure, know. You could be a maniac. Yeah, you never know. But then I feel like just in order to be someone who is mean to, first of all, in order to be mean to people in any sort of service job, uh, I, I'm just going to hate you. Like, of I hate course. you. But in order to be mean to them and proud of it, <laughs> that carries with it, I think, a lot of other personality characteristics. <laughs> <Don't>, <laughs> yeah. Like, if you were like, how do you feel about flight attendants? And I'm like, oh, dude, I fucking hate flight attendants. And any chance I get, I make them feel bad. <laughs> I open the antagonist. <laughs> I'm a maniac. Yeah. yeah, I call them all stewardess. <laughs> all of them. I call pilots stewardess. <laughs> I, turns out I don't know the definition of stewardess. <laughs> I don't know what it means. I feel like, look, if I'm over a mile in the air, fuck everyone up there. That's how I feel. <laughs> I don't like anyone in Denver. Anyone or Albuquerque <laughs> or on any plane. I forget that Albuquerque's a high a high city. It's higher than Denver. Yeah, interesting. Den Albert, well, Denver needs to back off. I agree. Let's yeah. give Albuquerque the credit it deserves. Denver also does a lot of we we're the ones with uh, green chilies. Oh, uh, that's, uh, that's pretty... definitely an Albuquerque thing. I think so. Yeah, Denver. What is your thing? What are you actually famous for? Yeah. I, I don't know. It's a perfectly nice place, but I don't feel like there's a real defining thing. I don't think a, a single thing has ever happened there. Yeah, nothing has ever happened nothing there. Nothing has ever happened there. And nothing Name ever will. Thing. I can't. <laughs> I actually can't, but that's just because I don't have a knowledge of anything. Uh, I suppose there's a chance people listening might know that might not know that I love Denver and I have a great deal of family there, which is oh, why I'm comfortable okay. shitting all over your fair city. Okay, well, Whereas I'm glad Bridger, I don't think, has any excuse. I simply don't know anyone in Denver, and that's... Fine. Nor should you. I've spent some good... I shouldn't know it because nothing's ever happened there. Nor will it. 
I've been, I've enjoyed my time in Denver. Me too. It's perfectly, I've never been to Albuquerque, and here I am defending Albuquerque <laughs> like it's my hometown. So I don't know what's wrong with me. I I just think it's really funny that 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 uh, Albuquerque Denver thing is so it's so telling to me about all life, or at least all of history. Really, it's all like people and places and things and whatever just choose how they are defined and whoever says it first gets it yeah say it first and loud and then you have ownership dave i, I feel really like know. you're distracting from the fact that i asked you about gifts yeah and i want to hear have you got any gifts recently that you've enjoyed last christmas did you get something i went home for christmas and i did christmas with my parents but they don't understand me nor do they try to okay anymore, right which used to not be okay with me but it's perfectly fine with me yeah i don't need point, them what understanding do you need from these two adults yeah so i got a lot of books that they like okay and great socks and shit what sort of books are they giving you like anything from a book uh like a tony hillerman book do you know who that oh, is i don't know who that is he's one of those uh he, you know your clive cusslers or your oh, john Grishams. i love of course like <laughs> yeah. a grocery store book yeah exactly but he's Thriller. all his shit is about like uh native americans i oh, think interesting okay. or native american centric things okay but he's not native american i don't think so okay, but maybe it? you know what I didn't read it. Uh, yeah, so who's to say? You should ask my dad. <laughs> I'm going to get I'm gonna get him on the line. I'm trying to think, though, because I do know, uh, to answer your questions, I don't give a lot of gifts, mm -hmm. but I like to, yes. It feels and good. It does feel good. It's one of those things where, like, much like everything about socializing as an adult, I forget to do it because I'm obsessed with work. Right. But every time I do it, I'm reminded how much I love it. And when I get a gift, it's so touching because, yeah, I generally get gifts from my family that are just sort of like because we're doing Christmas over yes, Christmas. Yes, we have to do this no matter what. And maybe I'll get something in the mail on my birthday but randomly every now and then is i'll get a gift from a friend who's like hey i just thought i saw this and thought of you and oh, that's isn't like that the sweetest it's yeah. the best yeah. ever and i'm just trying to think i i can't i know that there's something i can't you know i knew it was a gifts podcast that's and so okay. i should have thought of this look i'm not out here really pushing the gift thing i'm not expecting you to have a list of gifts you've got gotten. well you brought i don't know if you're not pushing the gift thing because you <laughs> keep bringing it up <laughs> well i did say <laughs> i kind of shamed you on the show already about this i suppose but i think this is a failure on the people in your life they haven't given you enough uh sure. thoughtful gifts or memorable gifts i know so maybe it's time to take a look at who you're getting gifts from hmm. and just say up your ante up the game oh wow i'm glad you said ante ante I, I don't know that i use that correctly and that's fine well it just seemed like you were saying something angry you were like you well, need to I am angry with the, the people, people in your, your life. life and it, you Somebody, were about to say up your ass up your ass up your ass mom and dad <laughs> dave doesn't want uh tom clancy novel i don't yeah i don't need any more michael crichton books right in my life. take your louis l'amour and shove it up louis your ass L'Amour. that's a good one <laughs> i haven't read any louis l'amour i've read a in middle school, I had a weird period where I read essentially only Tom Clancy and Mary Higgins Clark. 
What Odd is, dynamic. What is Mary Higgins close? That's like she's uh, the queen of suspense, Dave. She's oh, I'm writing sorry. murder mysteries. Well, she recently died, so she. I guess we can't say she is. She was. She was the queen of suspense. rest her soul. Uh, she was writing kind of like murder mysteries for. And do we know who killed her yet? Well, it has to be the daughter. <laughs> She was co-writing these books with her daughter later in life, and wow. obviously the daughter was like, I don't need mommy's name on the book anymore. It's whatever right. my name is, Melinda Higgins Clark, or Ugh. I don't know. Yikes. Melinda, if that's your name, reach out. Um, I do recall seeing these books around and that the covers of the books were the types of covers that were bumpy they like print oh yeah uh, it's like a 3d printing that, <laughs> yeah. that's a sign of a good piece of literature Absolutely. there's like a texture on the cover and it was always like um like uh satin sheets yeah and then blowing on, it, on, it was like uh two items a <laughs> compass and a knife yes or like a a piece of paper in a mask. Right. <laughs> like glasses in a mouse trap. <laughs> glasses in a mouse trap? I don't know. Yeah, totally. A piece of cheese <laughs> and a bowl of It always of dirt. comes back to a rodent. <laughs> yeah, totally. She has this menace rodent just murdering people. Well, um,. You know, the theme is, as I've said from the very beginning of the podcast, I'm really pushing the gift theme. Mm, you are. Um, and uh, we've been talking about gifts here, and of course, you showed up to the studio tonight, and I saw you first, and I was happy to see you. Here comes Dave. I'm, I'm glad he found a good parking spot. I'm so glad he's here. He's here to do the show. And then I see in your hand <laughs> what appears to be a gift. <laughs> mm -hmm. Dave... The podcast is called I Said No Gifts, and I don't understand. You've got, uh, I, you're across the table. You're kind of diagonal for me. I see what seems to be like a black... I like this. Uh, it's like a black wrapping paper on something with little golden stars. Is Yeah. Dave, did you bring me a gift? I brought you a gift. This is a gift for you, yeah. I brought uh, you a gift. Do you want me to open it? Yeah, I mean the gift is for you. I would love it if you opened okay, it right now. Sure. I mean, and uh, wait, but I should I? Do you need to? Do you not want it? I mean, I didn't want you to bring it, certainly. But I'm, I'm not going to. You know, let me say, I'm sorry. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I. I mean, it's the first time I've heard that word tonight. So I that's mean, I nice. know that you said I said no gifts, right? But I, you know, we're old friends, and I didn't sure. see you in a long time, and I also sort of got the impression that. Maybe you did want a gift. Okay, okay, interesting. You said, it. the podcast is called I Said No Gifts, and then in the email you were like, no gifts. Right. There's, do not, under any circumstances, bring a gift. But it sort of seemed like you did want me to bring a gift. Interesting. Because okay. here's the thing, I do a lot of podcasts. Right. And there's never been any other email where people even bring up the concept of a gift. And oh, so interesting. I thought okay. you were perhaps sandbagging a little bit well no i i feel like for me it was just like i know dave's a nice guy so sometimes he goes you. a little too far so it's not I, he's just already me going out of his way to come here don't bring a gift wait so it's just me you don't say that to every guest you don't tell them hard all. to say <laughs> hard to say uh -huh. my memory is failing me well, every day okay. it's worse but let me just say truly bridger I just am. I am deeply sorry. I didn't mean to break Thank the rule. Thank you. I did love bring to you hear that word, and I would love for you to have it. I'm going to open it. I, I might as well. I, I mean, otherwise, you know. Why would I bring it? Right. Yeah.
me open this up. I really like this wrapping paper. I got it at Target. Target. I've had so, bad experiences with wrapping paper at Target recently. So have I. Wait, what do you mean? They just didn't have anything I wanted. Yeah, I. But this is a you know this doesn't look like something you would buy at Target. It's a very totally. When I saw it, I was like, artistic. holy shit! I was really yeah, high quality. Very happy about it. I'm gonna open it up. Okay. Let's see what's happening. It's just a bunch of wrapping paper in there. It's just <laughs> <laughs> wrapping paper. Up. Oh, what is Dave? This is beautiful. Oh, this thank is you. absolutely okay. So what I've opened here, it's a white baseball cap. Yes. With an, Im... we're gonna have to get into this because yeah. this. This is a, an embroidered uh, picture of Dave. Yes. Dave is an excellent graphic artist, which oh, thank you. is something we've never really discussed, but this is from your special. Yeah. So, yes. The graphic is something you designed for it, but it's like very uh, stylish. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Can I be honest with you right up top? I, I want you to, I want to hear everything. I felt very self-conscious about giving you this. Okay. Because... Uh, I, I mean, it's my, I, it's a thing I sell. Right. And so in, it is a, it, it could be, it's like, uh, I didn't want to just show up and be like, here's a plug for my shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> that makes me feel insecure. But then truly, I mean, I was going to plug it anyway. <laughs> right. Of course. Uh, well, unfortunately, <laughs> we have one rule. You're not allowed to promote anything on this podcast. Oh, okay. Well, then when I mentioned my merch store, which did just <laughs> launch, I do want you to know that it's just something that, it, uh, it, you know, it's, um, I'm saying it on the way to say something else. Right. You know? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's just part sure. of conversation. Sure. Of course. <laughs> As you do, you just kind of pepper conversations with, uh, references to your merch store. No, I, um, I have to say, this is something I've always admired about you. I mean, you're obviously a very funny comedian, but you're also able to package what you do very well because you're, a graphic artist. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Did you go to art school? How does this all? No, I didn't. I um, the way that my life moved was I like my work life. I went to college immediately after college. I was a radio DJ. Right. I then became a web and graphic designer right after that for a documentary film company in LA. Okay. And I did web and graphic design. Up until I started comedy, and then four or five years into comedy, and then I just now I'm a comedian. So you kind of just taught yourself. Yeah, I literally started with editing my MySpace page. Oh, yeah. How interesting! I yeah. bet that that's uh, happened to more people than you would think because it kind yeah. of allowed you know you could get a different backdrop, all of this sort of thing. Just by changing, uh, there were just like you would copy code from places that were that knew what they were doing or whatever yeah it was like uh use the you can throw this background on your myspace page by dropping this code in and then you learn over time that that's html code and css mm -hmm. code and you learn how to play with that um also it was this era of like the internet was still new enough where everyone who owned a company was old old enough to have no idea how to use the internet. Yes. And so it was this like five or 10 year period where us young people were just like robbing the old blind uh. <laughs> of their money by telling them that 
it cost a lot of money to do very simple things yes, on the internet. And so I literally, like, that's how I got that job working for that documentary film company. I was like, oh, yeah, I know how to do that. And I had no idea how to do and that. And you just figured it out. Yeah, exactly. But you were probably, you had enough skill to prove that. <laughs> to make it, yeah. to get shit done at a low level right away. And then it just, uh, yeah, I just lied on resumes over and over and over again <laughs> until I was working on the website for the Oscars, which won an uh, Emmy. Oh, and now kidding. I have an Emmy in web design. Wait. <laughs> Wait, is that true? It's a true fact about Wait, me, yes. The, walk me through this again. There, you designed the Oscars website, well, which won an Emmy. Crazy. I didn't design the Oscars website. But you worked on it. I worked. So that's the thing, is that like, even the, the even though this is true, the way that it happened at all, the, the story is very thin. Right. Um, the fact is very thin, I guess is what I'm saying. But it, So here's what happened. I... I lied on resumes and lied on resumes until I actually was a web developer and yes. knew how to make websites. And I was doing it freelance and I had a, I had worked for this jewelry company for a while and like didn't know what I was doing at the start. And by the end had built them two websites and all this stuff. And so I started trying to get real web development work. And then the first job I got was a four month contract gig for ABC. Okay. Uh, in the ABC building on the Disney lot. Right. And ABC hosts the Oscars. And the Oscars, of course, have to have a website. And there are so many Emmys there that are not televised. They're called the Creative Arts Emmys. Yes. Kind and of just... It's pushed like, into a ditch. Pushed into a ditch. There's a whole ceremony. And there people... is. It's a weird, like, alternate <laughs> yeah. universe happening over there. Yes. Where it's like the same thing. It's just not televised. It's not televised. And it's like every single possible thing that goes into making some TV thing is up for wow. our, like... Uh, the best of that is nominated so for awards. The ceremony is 50 hours long. I think it's probably pretty fucking long. Yeah. Yeah. I did not go. So that's the thing. It was a four month contract gig. My contract was not renewed. Okay. I, I was not good at my job. Okay. But you were involved. So, and so you can take credit. Yeah. And to say I wasn't good at my job is a little unfair to myself. I don't. It would be a little boring for your podcast, but. Front end work and back end work are two like broad different types of web development. Front end is making the website look away. Right. Back end is making it work in the yes. background. I was good at front end and bad at back end. You could do the design, but you couldn't uh, work the storeroom. Exactly. And uh, in the interview, I told them that and they're like, yeah, yeah, totally. And so... I like I'm working on a team of like 15 people for the Oscars website yes. and um there's one side of front end work that is javascript that is like making small functions happen after the page is already loaded and okay. I could do that so I made the countdown clock until the Oscars oh. for the website yeah and uh and so I was very proud of that I made the countdown clock on oscar.com yeah but then that was the only thing that I could possibly contribute. Okay. And they started, they moved me over to working on ABC Family TV show websites, uh, and it was all back-end And none of code. these websites needed a countdown clock. No. But I think every website should have a countdown clock, just to <laughs> make you so nervous. I think Richard. Thank it's you. like, oh, time is running out. Get out of here. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Why, are you, uh, why are you looking at the Girl Meets World website for so long, you <laughs> psychopath? But, um... And then it wasn't renewed. And then, uh, so yes, it is ironic that 
you can win an Emmy for the Oscar website. But it was impressive. Like they, the Oscar website that year, they had this new camera technology mm-hmm. where there were tiny cameras on these, like maybe they were drones. I think they were actually little zip lines okay. all canopying the red carpet. <laughs> uh-huh. And so you could, they, the people on our team designed a website where you could go to Oscar.com and you could just roam around the red carpet live while it was happening and sort of be there. Feel and like these you were little there. cameras were moving around and. Or I'm an idiot and I made that Dave, up and they did it some other like, way. But there, there there's just, no way this is an actual technology. I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to stand up and say that's not no, real. No, no. I've looked at, you know, these 3D home <laughs> tours or whatever. Dude, Those not, barely function. But it was live. And it, it, I'm, look, man, it won an Emmy, okay? <laughs> well, I guess. <laughs> I definitely there I definitely just made up the little zip lines or drone thing I but can, <laughs> there were there was the technology they where were you attached could, to the backs of hummingbirds <laughs> buzzing around the ceremony but you could you could literally get a virtual tour of the red carpet live though like while it was happening oh wow and uh i have no clue how they did it so i <laughs> did make it up absolutely i made all that up and now that i've said it i realize why I didn't have my contract renewed because <laughs> you just truly on a fundamental level had no idea what was happening. I just walk in and be like, hello, everyone. <laughs> I Here, made a clock. I made a clock. Do you need another clock? I'm Dave. Uh, <laughs> clock man. <laughs> clock master. <laughs> um, but and it, actually, I was so um, they so rude the day that they hired me that I got a text that said, Dave, we won an Emmy. And it was like months after I was fired uh-huh. and I was like, oh, great. And uh, it was my old boss. And he was like, do you want to come in and take a picture with your Emmy? There was one Emmy for take the office. Take a picture with your Emmy. Yeah. Because the team won right. one Emmy. And I was like, yeah, I would love to come in. When do you want me to? And then I texted him a couple more times asking when uh, and uh, to no, no response. response at all. So oh, there's no evidence. See, I was under the impression that when a team of people won an Emmy, everyone like basically put an order in. And then you like had to buy it, so maybe I don't understand how anything works either. But well, I thought I that like anyone that won got if you wanted one, you could get one. There are several possibilities here. One possibility is that that's just not true of the creative arts Emmys. Oh, uh, maybe, maybe. Another very big possibility is that that is true, and they did not offer me this option. Oh, sure. <laughs> but- <laughs> I hope that's, I really hope that's the case. Don't let Dave have one. I now, you know, it is, I am now so embarrassed of what I said about the cameras. Can I tell you little zip lines? What was I even thinking when I said that? that? I'm sorry. As somebody, I I can say I have a very limited uh, knowledge of (laughs) mechanical things. My spatial reasoning skills are, uh, like, sub-infant and <laughs> what you told me even I know that that couldn't possibly okay. be a real well, situation then, then explain to me how one of the thousands I would imagine of users of Oscar.com might themselves navigate a view through the red carpet that was a personalized experience to them you know what I mean? It's an army of mice. Oh, it's an army of there mice. There we go. That's true. Just an army of trained rodents. I forgot that the, 
that this is actually what the movie Cats is about. Yes, this is exactly yeah. anyone who saw Cats. It's uh, mice that. running wild on the red carpet <laughs> for part of a social media campaign. It's a beautiful movie. Well, I do, I want to I want to talk a little bit more about this. You know, oh. I used to wear hats a lot. Mm-hmm. I haven't worn a hat in a long time. Are you a hat man? I am a hat man. Yes, but I'm a. I don't want to be. I do. You don't want to be. You have. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I'm a. I am more often than I'd like in a rush. Okay. And in order to make my hair not look like a puffball, uh-huh. I have to put product in it. Right. And so I'll put a hat on if okay, I'm in a rush. I'll throw a hat on. I don't. I I need somebody. There are two things that I don't know how to do. One is wear a hat. Mm. The other is tuck in a shirt. I need somebody uh, to just take me aside and teach me how to do these things. Because whenever I wear a hat, I'm like, I'm, I'm not wearing this like a normal person. And right. people are going to notice, and it's going to be a distraction. I'd love to be able to wear a hat. I feel like the the untuck thing, though, I don't know. I mean, I don't know a lot of people that tuck well. It's a hard thing to do. Yeah. But what, if you can do it... Well, what then. a beautiful I thing know. to be able to do. But uh, you're some I, sort of pilot or doctor. Right. Right. <laughs> one of these types. Well, pilot. I don't like pilots. I have. A, <laughs> we've uh, we've figured that out. Uh, I have about six shirts, which I can't wear because they're too long. And if they're I tuck knew, only. Tuck only. Mm. Unfortunately, I can't tuck. So I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I. You know what? I find think, a trusted friend. I think that the tucking is supposed to. I think you're supposed to have a blazer, a jacket over it. You've got to cover. And you bunch the 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 folds of the tuck in the back. I think that that's what people do. What are you talking about? I think so. Dave, what you've just described is someone who's never worn a shirt. I don't think so. Well, It sounds like that's a, a diaper. <laughs> no. I'm picturing just a, what is happening? When you, no, when you look at someone who's wearing a button-up shirt, okay. the shirt is inevitably at least a, the littlest bit bigger than their body. Okay. And so in order to tuck the shirt in, at some points at the waistline, it's going to be folded over a little bit. This is what you're talking about, right? How yeah. you don't know how to tuck a shirt in. I just don't know. I like, I tuck it in and I just feel unbalanced or something. I'm like, that doesn't look right. My problem is I always am like, is it, I just feel like it looks bunched up. Uh, Okay. And the reason I said that is I think that the people who tuck were originally people who like, they have like the- The original tucksters. Yeah. These, yeah, these tuckers. The the tuckers. (laughs) Yeah. They would have like something to cover up part of their tuck but, the so it didn't look bunched coat, up the, uh, <laughs> tuxedo jacket yeah the they would have little little ziplines <laughs> <laughs> they have ziplines which people around the world are logging on to oscars.com to tuck their shirt I in. do think that there is some sort of thing <laughs> how I, to the, I don't know you know what? Dave, are I we hope- headed back to the zip line? Because <laughs> that sorry. is not, that is, I don't even think you've worked on this website. <laughs> the more that we talk about this, the, the more skeptical I become that you have any web development skill. Can I tell you, though, that, and I also want to talk about this hat. I have a great many thoughts, but uh, I, um, as a result of working on that website, I did one of the most interesting things I will ever do for sure, because when they when they announce the Oscar nominees, mm-hmm. um, there's a big press conference, obviously. Right. And uh, one when they're announced, 
the website has to be live with all the information on it, but they can't just give us the information uh, because it would get leaked. Mm-hmm. So there was a night in my life where I was taken to the top of a building in Beverly Hills. My phone was taken away from me and locked <laughs> in a fucking safe. And uh, we pulled an all nighter with our laptops and they created like a little intranet. And then a guy, two guys walked in and one of them had a briefcase handcuffed to his wrist. Oh, wow. And they had the nominee information. We were the, yes, yeah, second group of people that year to get the nominee information and we had the website ready to go without the info on it but of course there were like bugs that would come up and then we like from midnight to 5am coded the Oscars website so it was ready for the press conference yeah it was crazy that is insane yeah what what are we doing (laughs) get real <laughs> it's what <laughs> for for movies? <laughs> oh yeah. Just who cares? Let's just announce it. I agree. I uh, agree. But the, and that's how I felt. But, but also, it's also exciting. It feels like a spy. It Here's felt like Mission Impossible. Spy yeah. Which you know might have been nominated. Who knows? I'm gonna put this hat on and I'm gonna ask you and I'm gonna ask Stephen if I'm wearing it correctly. And if okay. I, I would love for you two to just coach me into wearing this hat because I do feel like uh, in the last few years hats uh, the way we're wearing them has changed. There's a lot of like barely putting it on. Yes. Uh, of course, no one's really f- doing the bill anymore. Folding the bill. Is this what that folding this, the bill? What is this portion oh, of the hat called? That's a dad hat. This is a dad hat, but this part of the hat that oh, I... Oh, what's the portion of the hat? That's, this is a I bill, think, right? Bill. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. you acted like I was saying... And I, no, the folding thing, I thought you meant... Um, I thought you meant another type of folding the brim, and I was shocked that you would ask, and uh, then I realized you brim. were asking. Oh, brim. Brim? Bill? Brim. Brim Season? is better than Are bill. either of these words it's something that's part of a hat? The hat brim. Okay. Yeah. And then no one knows what this is. Is this the dome? No. The, uh, this is the, the skull cover. Yes. Uh, <laughs> tell me how to put it on before I put it on. So I don't want to embarrass myself too much here. Can I tell you, by the way, I there are a few types of... Uh, like uh, clothing that I'm selling now, right. both on the road and online. And yes. I, and so there are a few things I, when I decided like, okay, you know, I'm just going to bring my stuff. I'm going to feel, I'm going to feel weird about it, but I'll bring it. Sure. Doesn't it feel weird to just, I don't know. It feels weird to promote yourself, but anyway. Oh, of course. Self-promotion I, is the most agonizing. I mean, it makes me feel yes. horrible and it's absolutely terrible. And we're unfortunately in a business where you have to. you're uh, rewarded for self-promotion. Um, this is interesting, so I, though, th- too, you, because they do not feel guilty for bringing. Also, you. it's a tasteful hat. Well, that's the thing that's interesting is that like it's also I, it's I'm in a weird place right now with this shit because I I just started selling merch at all. I mm-hmm. also feel weird about it. Monetizing myself in a non my comedy way mm-hmm. always felt off, but I'm doing it. Um, and, uh, and that's why I made stuff that I like. And so it is interesting. Like it is inherently self promotion, but it's also interesting to have this physical product that I created that I actually do 
like yeah that's an odd thing it's like almost like making food uh for yourself and you enjoy the food does that make sense where it's like yes i i don't trust myself to make something that i'll enjoy yes And, and for me to make it for others and so I like it's just weird to be like I'm proud of this but also buy it. Right. <laughs> That's why it's you've confusing. bought 10 yeah. of your own hats from yourself yes. and it's ruining you financially. But so I couldn't figure out like uh whether to bring you a hat or a shirt. And I'll be honest with you, I don't you don't strike me as the type of person who would wear a hat at all. Sure. And you don't strike me as a person who would wear a t-shirt with any comedians anything on it ever. You nailed it there. Yeah. Absolutely. And so I brought you the hat because a white hat with that design on it, I just think as a thing, it sort of suits like you. If somebody, and right now, this is really the moment of truth. I have two men who I think both wear hats at some yeah. point are going to coach me in wearing a hat. But my point is, I gave it to you expecting it to be something that would happily go on a mantle. And I, so I, oh, sure. I thought like a, a thing that you could own that would be a nice thing for you to have, but... I expect nothing is my point. Well, I, w- I uh, would like to be able to wear the hat. Okay. Okay. Tell, should I just, do I put it all the way on my head? Traditionally, you put it all the way on your head because the brim is like for this. like that. And do I look like an insane? I feel you look immediately insane, insane yeah, right now. You look very, very bad. You do not look good. I, uh... <laughs> How am I supposed to wear this thing? Do I wear okay. it like this? Uh, the, actually, no, that doesn't yes, work. You look that, great. That looks, you look, that looks great. That's exactly how I was going to tell you Thank you, you Stephen. It looks better now. Because I you, think need you need to see some of your hair. I th- you need to see a little hair. I only wear hats when I have long hair. Right. I like something sticking out. But I think, because in the back, can you tighten that up a little bit? Let's see here. Is it depends ha- on the, the shape of your head and the shape of your hair. But for me, like, okay, I don't wear dad hats a lot because wearing them, I look kind of ridiculous unless I prop them up on my hair entirely. Let's see. Now it's too small. So, like... Whereas I, there's a five panel hat, a five panel hat. When I put it on, it's like fits the shape of my head. That's and I can, more of like a basketball hat. No, a no. five panel hat is, uh, it's hard to describe. It's, uh, like that. Is yeah. That right. Look, yeah. You're great. Do I look cool? You're like halfway between. So what Bridger's doing is like, there's one thing you can do where you can, he, originally he pulled, he pulled it all the way over his hair <laughs> or you can just sort of set it on top of your hair. You're doing halfway in between where you right. like pulled it over your so it's firmly on your head. Yeah, I you need have that some security hair popping out. I don't want it yeah. blowing off in a gust of wind. Stephen, does it is it on me it correctly? Works. Uh, yes, I, I think you could tuck a little bit of the hair back in. But, Let's see here. But this having maybe? it pop out at the end looks good to me. Personally, how does does that? I work? think you look good. I think it like actually. I it's funny. I wouldn't have guessed it, but I think it like entirely suits you. Well, like, I'm gonna yeah. wear it for the rest of the podcast and see how I feel. I'm. It's now. You know, I'm on uh, <laughs> uneasy ground here. This is a new me. This is me talking in a baseball or a dad. I guess it's a baseball hat, but it's also a dad hat. Dad hat is the like which in is the, the parlance of thing, our times right. kind of thing. Um. I feel I hopefully I'll become more comfortable as I wear it, but it is nice to get some honest opinions. I really fell right on my face with the first attempt putting on the hat. No, but you did it on purpose. You know what you were doing. Uh, you know, I, I, I did go too far. I knew I was going too far, <laughs> but you have to to get those reactions, to get the honest reaction. Well, from we want to know what it could be. Yes. Before we know what it is, what it you know, and will that's be. been the, a thing I say. Yes. That's we we want to know what it could like, be. Before we know what it is. So here I am in my hat, mm-hmm. uh, tasteful white hat with a little cartoon picture of Dave yes. with some roses. Yeah. 
Uh, how, tell me about this design. Um, the cover art for my album is a photo of me uh, with a sweatshirt covering half my face that right. my friend Megan Thompson took that I always have thought is so funny um, amongst like a bunch of flowers. Okay. And um, yeah, I just, it was a design that I had made just messing around. And then when I was putting an album out, I was like, this is what I want to be the album art. Right. So then I w decided when I decided to sell merch, literally what happened is I work in a warehouse sometimes okay. to make some extra money. Sure. And they had some extra hats. And I was like, can I have these? And I was, I've been trying to, this is the reason I wanted to bring it in. My, the most exciting part of my thing about my life right now is I decided at the end of 2019 to start completely approaching comedy in my life as a small business. Sure. And I had been thinking, uh, my perspective was like, I'm an artist, I make art of whatever kinds. And if I focus on that and I make it good, the money will come. And it wasn't really happening. Right. Uh, it was happening some. And I was like, well, what if I just actually try to make money? <laughs> you know, like people yes. who own businesses do. <laughs> Rather than just waiting for it to show up. <laughs> totally. Just like sitting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and so as a result, I like changed some things about my touring. And I was like, I should have merch to sell at shows. People are likely to buy stuff the most after they see you. Yes. And I should open a store. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, just thinking about all these things, I'll sell. And uh, but also, I don't. I don't want corny merch. I want my merch to look good. Yes. Uh, that's why I made my album art that. And all, it's tough, like, it's just tough to make merch as a comic because as a band, you put the name of your band on a shirt. Right. And that's a thing that people don't feel crazy that's wearing. That's a normal thing we've been doing. I was at a concert last night. Sure. I bought a t-shirt. Yeah. I'll wear it. Yeah. But if you were to see a comedian and really like them... Would you, or if you were to never not have heard of me and then see me and be like, wow, that comedy truly spoke to me in the way that bands usually do. Uh -huh. Like the best example ever of you liking me. Wow. That stand up set saved my life. <laughs> would you put my name on your chest? I don't no. think I would. <laughs> no. It seems like the only uh, comedians people wear a T-shirt of are dead. Yes, you right. You wait for them to die, then you wear their t-shirt. Right. But you have this edge where you actually know how to design things that look tasteful that don't necessarily scream comedian. I'm wearing a, com a comedian t-shirt. Right. Yeah, and that's the th that's the other way you can go. I know I have a lot of friends who successfully have made something that was their own merch that was funny. Right. Um and I also know a handful of people that unsuccessfully have done it. Oh, you know what I'm I mean? sure that's the majority. Um, but yeah, I was like, I'm not going to go the funny route. So anyway, I was just like, I'm just going to use my album art. I love the album art, but I had the hats and you can't, I wanted to get it embroidered. Um, so I have horrible news for you, Bridger. I did not design the embroidery. I had it, uh, yeah, I had to like hire a, a second designer who understands how embroidery works sure. to design it for like to be optimized for, for embroidery. the sewing machine yeah totally but it's very true to what you did yeah so totally. it's you know and then after i designed it it's so i don't know it's so funny i i never after well after they designed it and sent it to me and then i messed with it a little bit 
I loved it so much that I now not only am putting it on everything, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to start a clothing brand record label kind of thing with this as the oh, initial idea. Sure. image. Because I really, I don't know, it, this whole thing is... I'm having this really interesting, fun year where I'm now opened up to the possibility of like, oh, I am just this entity that creates and I can choose what I put forward and how I monetize them and uh, how to release it, when mm-hmm. to release it, when to stop releasing it. And like, just because I'm a comedian doesn't mean that other types of art aren't a part of my existence as someone who creates things. And so... Yeah, it's like, uh, it's, it's just this, it's made me, I'm now thinking maybe I'll design fashion. Why not? Why not? I've never even imagined I would start a fashion line, but I, (laughs) but everybody needs fashion. Sure. And people are still willing to pay for fashion. Right. People are not paying for comedy. They're not paying for music. They're certainly not paying for podcasts. They're not paying for anything. So let's <laughs> make some T-shirts. Yeah, totally. Everybody has to have a T-shirt. Right. So I think you're on a good uh, path here. Um, well, this is wonderful. I'm very excited about this. I um, I feel like we should head into the game territory. I would of love the to play a game. Um, I want. Do you know what I want to play with you? Is a game called Gift Master. Okay. And I need a number between one and ten. Okay. Do you want it now? Yes. Eight. Okay. While I calculate this, I mean, you've already done a little self-promotion, but now I'm going to just throw you into the deep end. You can promote whatever you want. You don't even have to promote yourself. You can recommend something, do whatever you want until I've calculated. Oh, wow. Okay. And I'll be back. Okay. Um, well, this is a nightmare. Just being told to talk out of nowhere. So just know that about me. Uh, my website is davetotheross.com, D-A-V-E-T-O-T-H-E-R-O-S-S.com, and all my stuff is on there. Uh, I hope that you go there and find something you like. Truly, I'm touring a lot. Um, I will probably be uh, doing a headlining show somewhere near wherever you live very soon. All those tour dates are there. Also... I have a podcast, uh, and by the time this comes out, I might have two. I'm starting a new podcast this year. Um, and, you know, there's other stuff on there if you want to see videos of stand-up. Oh, yeah, and then my merch store is shop.davetotheross.com, and you can buy my album. Oh, yeah, check out my album, please. Really, it's Tour Dates, Podcast, and Album with me, and I can't believe that I didn't remember that. Dave, the game mm-hmm. is about to begin. Okay, great. Let me explain the rules to you. I'm going to tell you three celebrities, mm-hmm. three famous people, and I'm going to tell you three potential gifts. You have to tell me which of those gifts you'll give to which celebrity and why. Oh, okay. Does that make sense to you? Yes. Okay. The celebrities you're going to be giving gifts to, Trisha Yearwood, Tim Allen, and what's the third one here? Da, 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 Nicole Kidman. Okay. So those, Tim Allen, Nicole Kidman, Trisha Yearwood. Wow. Honestly, my three favorite celebrities. Kind of your <laughs> artists, my, yes. Yeah. Those are the artists you've turned three to. Three of my four Mount Rushmore heads. Now, you've got to... The fourth is... Trump. Okay. <laughs> Banned. Blacklisted. You have been removed from the podcast. Okay. Uh, the gifts you have to give are a waterbed, mm-hmm. a VR headset, okay, 
and a Baja Fresh franchise. Holy shit. Okay, right off the top, I'm going to give the Baja Fresh franchise to Tim Allen. Okay. Because that seems like a fucking hassle. (laughs) (laughs) And I can't stand that dude. Last man standing. God damn. The existence of that show, I find... So annoying. It's very I find it bad. So fr- I, I haven't watched it. Well, I mean, I, I haven't either, but yeah. I don't need to. Yeah. I, the premise was told to me of Last Man Standing that it's uh, he's a man mm-hmm. and he is married to a woman. Right. And uh, they are the parents of only daughters. Oh, just and can the you worst. believe I... how horrifying his the life must be? Tribulations, this man. The faces. amount of women he has to talk to and. Listen to oh, what a fucking nightmare! Especially when you're um, I, like such a man. Well, when you're a guy's guy, yeah. When you to be surrounded by gals. Look, he's not a bad guy. He's good to his girls, but sometimes, I mean, is it so much to ask that one night a week I can watch a monster truck rally while I'm eating <laughs> yeah, a, full volume like a shitload of pizza <laughs> and you and no one's gonna come in and be like i have a field trip tomorrow or some other female bullshit dude i fucking it's uh hate that concept for a show a rough <laughs> rough idea for a television show and so okay so with then that in a, mind you're gonna a, give him a baja fresh franchise because i feel like he wouldn't know what to do he's running would, around at he, the very least he would have to get some people to deal with it for him and it would like fuck up his day <laughs> like i <laughs> every day he has to check in with the franchise like yeah well best case scenario is that he would love it and then he would just do that he would remove himself from entertainment <laughs> and that would be great if tim allen opened a baja fresh and was like you know what man i love this is the best thing that's ever happened to me Come to my Baja Fresh, and it'll be me serving you. Oh, I would go to that Baja absolutely, Fresh. Absolutely. Absolutely. To get a salsa bar from Tim Allen. Oh, That's totally. The dream. Totally. So, yes. Absolutely. And it's a waterbed and a VR headset right. to Nicole Kidman and Trisha Yearwood. Right. Um, man. Well... I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really know so much about Trisha Yearwood. I believe she's married to Garth Brooks. Okay. Is wow. That's weirdly perfect. <laughs> yeah. I, I know that there's some country superstar couple. Okay. Well, turn to Steven. I think he might be looking this up now just to confirm, but I'm pretty sure she's married to Chris Gaines himself. Oh, my God. Uh, it's correct. I'm ding, ding, ding. Does I, she have a Chris Gaines-esque name oh she should she should what would her that name be like waterbed vr headset that would be the name. <laughs> <laughs> that's an incredible alter ego i think uh, uh yeah no arizona waterbed that's her <laughs> that's her rock and roll name arizona oh man do you remember oh. the day when arizona waterbed was wed to chris gaines <laughs> Uh, he asked her oh. to marry him on the top of a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> they both released one album, which was quickly forgotten. What was that? Chris Gaines. What? I know. What was it? I know. I mean, I, I need feel to like... look into that. I never you know, heard it any of the songs. It didn't not work. I mean, you know we're still I mean? talking about it. People, Here we are 20 years later. It, it was, I feel like it was sort of similar to when Michael Jordan played baseball for a while except the reason wasn't that his father was murdered is that wait is that why mj oh, you not know to, that story uh, yeah baseball? i mean there's all sorts of weird stories about like 
Yeah, his father died in some sort of like weird accident, and people think it's murder. And he had a lot of gambling debt right. at the time. Yeah, it was like on the side of the freeway or something, and there were conspiracies about him being caught up with yes, gambling. Exactly. And so, and apparently, it was his like sort of disappearing from that. Oh, or maybe that was. Or did Michael have to to help win some more bets? He had to go play baseball. I will say that we are pretty fast approaching the um, cameras on zip lines part of this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) We're both speaking to something that we know so much about. Yeah, Um, two experts just digging in. Yeah. Um, So yes, I know very little about Garth Brooks and I know even less about Trisha Yearwood. All right. So so I'm really going to focus my energy here on Nicole Kidman and sadly oh, Trisha is going to get the leftovers, right? It's not a bad gift-giving strategy. Can you tell me a little bit about where Nicole Kidman's at now? Nicole Kidman as far as geographically or uh Well, hopefully you don't geographically know exactly where she <laughs> well, is. Well, I I could I could guess she's either in Australia or here in Los Angeles. That's a Good bet. Um, yeah. Nicole Kidman is the one who was married to Tom Cruise, right? She was married to Tom Cruise. And escaped him in Scientology. Yes, I think that's uh, when Scientology really started to ramp up in the Cruise household. Kidman was like, I'm okay. out of here. Well, then she's getting the waterbed because she needs to lay down. She needs to <laughs> just to <laughs> take a minute to breathe. Uh, uh, yeah. Scientology. And you know what? I would imagine that she's got a lot of things in her life, but I'll bet you that Nicole Kidman doesn't have a waterbed. I'll also bet you she doesn't often want to lay on a waterbed <laughs> because laying on a waterbed is usually very bad. I, uh, <laughs> we, we held on to the dream of the waterbed for a very long time. We sure did. And then I think everybody immediately was on the same page and we said we're not doing that anymore yeah i don't really know why i don't really know what had to happen for us to finally agree that waterbeds are bad but it did seem to happen overnight one night yeah i think in like 1997 we said goodbye right new year's one too many waterbeds blew up Totally. And, uh, oh, were they blowing up? I think that they can like explode. I mean, it's a, I basically don't think a they balloon. Explode. No, it's not. Yes, a it balloon. is. It's a water balloon. It, it's not a water. <laughs> it's a hundred percent a water balloon. It is not a hundred percent a water. How is a water balloon. mattress not a water balloon? Because a water balloon d- has pressure in it, has like air in it as well. Whereas a water bed isn't nearing explosion. I suppose like <laughs> if you were to drop some sort of <laughs> anvil on a waterbed, perhaps it would explode. So, like, yes, if you're jumping up and down, I don't think that it's really in the cards for it to... I think it could split and leak. No, I think they explode. <laughs> they you think there's pressurized explode. air? Yes, I think they're packed with water. Yes, but not, like... Yeah, and then there's sort of, like, a vacuum ceiling element to it, where it's like a... It's sort of like... What? Wavy. No, yeah. it's just a water It's also balloon. not just water. There's like something in the water. What? A fish? <laughs> no. <laughs> Tiny cameras. Tiny cameras. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Um... No, like, have you been on a waterbed before? Not in the last 30 years. Well, f- you haven't lived for I, 30 years. Uh, yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> but, I I mean, it is probably just, I mean, it's it's a water they balloon. Please just it's agree with me here. <laughs> don't make me beg you. You put a sheet over a water balloon and that's a waterbed. 
<laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it is a sack filled with water. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, I don't so we disagree least, with you there. Maybe we meet halfway and we call it a water sack. <laughs> I don't know. Well, no one's seen one since 1997, so we Absolutely. could. I mean, we can theorize all we want, but. Y- yes. Either uh, way. I don't think Nicole Kidman has one, and I'll bet you that that's not really for for because she want she doesn't want one. But <laughs> it, I'll also bet she has an extra room. Sure. And if were she to get a water bed, she'd be like, "Oh my god, fine, put it in put there." It in the guest room, in the room the, where that Tom I go in the stays <laughs> when he comes to visit the kids or whatever. They let him stay there. Oh, I would sure. really doubt it. I feel like this is kind of a, one of these families with you know just weird stuff. I just going mean on. I don't think Tom Cruise has slept in years. That's probably true. <laughs> the last time he slept was on a water bed in like 1987, yeah. and then L. Ron Hubbard came knocking, and he's right. just uh, uh, um, been awake. Uh, yeah, yeah, but then every now and then she'll be like thinking about Scientology a lot, you know, and she's like, oh god, I, w- I wish that I could sleep, but also that it was like sort of an adventure, kind of slosh around. Yeah. Well, Scientologists love to be at sea, so yeah. this feels like a little harkening well, back to her ideologically out to sea. Oh, Dave has I- gone political again and again on this podcast. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you don't know what I believe. <laughs> <laughs> if we found out right now that you're a Scientologist, I don't know. Yeah. I, uh, I'm not a Scientologist, but I'm just a fan of L. Ron Hubbard. They call us hubbies. You love his uh, fiction. Hubby. You love his fiction. <laughs> I do. He's a good He's, writer. I mean, it's kind of in the same category as the uh, whatever your parents gave you. Uh The what? book. Oh, the Tony Hillerman. Tony Absolutely. Hillerman, you know. Uh, yeah. Trash. Right. Yeah. But, like, now it's a religion yes, that affects a, us all. Yes. <laughs> Very interesting. And so I'll give a VR headset to Trisha Yearwood. Okay. And there's not really a reason, but maybe there's a program in there where she could talk to someone who is not Garth Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> maybe she there's a game where she can have another husband. <laughs> or maybe it's the Chris Gaines mm-hmm. experience. Oh, wow. You, know, you plug into the VR and you're rocking out. As your uh, alter ego, how funny would that be if it's like in the in the Gaines Brooks Yearwood household, which I'm sure <laughs> they refer to it as that. Um, she, Chris Gaines, gets Trisha. Garth Brooks would never do this, but Chris would. He gets <laughs> Trisha a VR headset for her birthday. And she's like, thank you, Chris, because she plays along entirely. Right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> But then it turns out slowly over time that every time she's on, she has the headset on, she's uh, just hanging out with Toby Keith. And, uh, <laughs> uh, but he doesn't know, and there's no way of knowing. <laughs> I could see that happening. Me too. I mean, you know, Trisha, once she gets the VR headset for me, she can do whatever she wants. Whatever she, can she live, wants. Yeah. She can live as Arizona waterbed. The only VR game I've ever played was a game where you throw dildos at Donald Trump. That makes sense. Yeah. That feels right for VR. <laughs> I agree. We, I mean, I think everyone would like to give that a shot at it some It was point. super fun. Oh, yeah. interesting. It was at the Riot Comedy Festival one year. And somebody just developed a whole video game about throwing dildos at Donald. Yeah, and you were like inside a whole like 3D world and there was Sounds like a fantastic. Orange, orange fat man. Just nail him right in the face. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think you... Uh, I think you handled that really well. 
I wow, mean, thank you. That's a really funny way to end a game. I, to tell I, someone they handled it well. I think you handled that like an adult, Dave. Thank you. And I'm proud of you. <laughs> um, and so we're gonna head in. Uh, we're gonna head into the next portion of the podcast, and we're just gonna use that knowledge that you've demonstrated to help somebody pick a gift for someone in their life. I'm oh. gonna read a question somebody's written into. I said no gifts at gmail dot com. Great. Um, and they said, dear Bridger. Uh, what could my husband and I gift his mother for Mother's Day? She goes above and beyond helping us raise her grandkids. She's obsessed with them. Um, thanks for your time, Risa in New Jersey. Well, I think you should give her the kids. Give her. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we've demonstrated right here that Grandma's obsessed. She's obsessed. She's hooked, and uh, she's helping raise them. So you clearly don't want. You them. have. You've checked out. <laughs> yeah, you have no use. So for you're this phoning show. it in. I become like a morning radio <laughs> DJ. Well, you're clearly a fucking idiot. So I. Uh... <laughs> oh man. Wow, I'm sorry to have even joked in that way. What is, what is their name? Who wrote in? Risa. R- Risa. Risa. R-I-S-A in New Jersey. Oh, She's I wonder, got... does it say where in New Jersey? It doesn't say. It's too bad. I am from southern New York. I spent a lot of time oh, in Oh, interesting. North Jersey. Okay. What a, what a, whereabouts is that? I grew up in Orange County, New York, okay, which is Which the, is very confusing. Yes. It's about an hour north of New York City. It's... If you keep driving up from New York City, it is the first place that is poor. Okay. Just keep driving until people are poor. <laughs> and that's where I grew up. Yes. <laughs> until people couldn't afford to live in Manhattan. Uh, and it's, uh, yeah, near, like right on the Jersey border. So okay. if, if she's from Ringwood or Paramus or Ramsey or Let's see. I, you know, even Clifton, you know, or uh, Morristown. Jim, my boyfriend, is from Lindhurst. I don't know. I believe that's near Giant Stadium. Yeah, Lindhurst is in Central Jersey. Okay, so that's Central. I don't know any of. To me, New New Jersey is all New Jersey. I don't really know where Lindhurst is. Okay, Central. I mean, it's such a small state. Why can't we just North South? We don't need any of this. Let's just call it New Jersey. We should just make it a part of New York, and maybe New Jersey people wouldn't want that. But but whatever. Can I tell you, by the way, I love your boyfriend. I'm a big fan. I love hanging out with him. Oh, that's very sweet. He's a sweet man. He's a sweet man. I'd never see him except at our yearly mafia game at Matt Ingebrigtsen's birthday. Oh, he gets out of control. He gets very angry and I lose. (laughs) I lose because I just, in every game I ever play, I get really excited and then 10 minutes in, I get, I no longer, I just want to hang out and talk to people. Of course. And so I just sort of... Just let it go. Yeah. And meanwhile, Jim is... Falling into into maybe some patterns, you know, an Italian from New Jersey is just getting too into the mafia. I do feel like he's perhaps in the mafia. He might be. He gets a little bit too worried that we're going to find out. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe I'm finding something out about my life right now. Yeah. I don't know. Well, uh, Risa, what do you think? You know, the grandkids, grandma, maybe it's time to uh, give her a few days off. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Maybe you get her a couple of hotel nights. But, I mean, but, but she loves the grandkids. I keep. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, right. So you're trying to honor someone who has uh, helped 
relieve like a like a very i don't i was gonna say burden i don't mean to say that in a, in a shitty way but they you know could what i mean be. it's you know, difficult let, to not, raise children uh, rule so. out that these kids are a burden right that's true but she's helping and you want to thank her for that um but also the thing she's helping with she likes a lot perhaps it is like a combination is there some sort of like vacation with the kids oh we go to the beach yeah down the Disneyland. shore as they say in new jersey down shore. Well, it's is not that, the. You take oh, the, the. Okay. You go down shore. Well, forgive yeah. me. Yeah. Well, I won't. Look, I'm not Tony <laughs> Soprano. I'm sorry. Well, you're wearing a hat. I'm I don't wearing, know who you are. I, I don't either. <laughs> this is a new energy for me, and I apologize. Uh, I think that a little vacation. Down shore actually is it probably whatever. Find out what her which shore town is her okay. pleasure. Maybe she doesn't, but I find grandmas in Jersey tend to want to go to the Jersey Shore. They yeah. want to go to the Jersey Shore. What is it about the Jersey Shore that attracts grandmas? Um, I don't know. It's uh, the breeze and also they're from Jersey. Sure. Just pick one that's not uh, scary. You know, don't take them to Asbury Park okay. or, or Asbury Seaside Park. Heights. Oh, okay. These sound dangerous. It's funny. I don't even really, I'm kind of being dumb. I don't, I don't really remember which one. Some of them are nicer than others. Okay. So find a nice little Point Pleasant? Beach. Is that one of the nice well, ones? Well, that better be or they've got a horrible name. Sometimes they flip it though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Kind of th- surprise people. I I say pack a picnic. Yeah. Throw grandma in the back of the car. Literally throw. Hurl grandma and into the car. say thank you while you're doing it. And yes. <laughs> get the kids in their car seats or what have you and go have a go build a sandcastle. Yeah. And then or maybe there's something I'm trying to think like is there a way to give her time with the kids and your like, would it be like you go, maybe the gift is just you go to her house and you do you do her chores for the day and she gets to hang out with the kids. Oh, not a bad idea. She, yeah. she gets to leave and they go have a fun day. Exactly. At that giant mall they've built in New Jersey. At the Palisades Mall. Have you heard of this new mall? It, oh. They have like a ski slope. Oh my God, I don't know about this and mall. And I feel like it's already being abandoned. There was a brand, there was a new mall built in New Jersey. Oh, maybe it's actually not in Jersey. Maybe it's in... Rockland County, New York. But anyway, it was a mall. The Palisades Mall is a four or five story massive mall that was built while I was there. And we would go and there was like a roller coaster in there and, right. and stuff. A uh, small one. Sure. It was, doesn't seem like it's as big as that one. But uh, I love uh, my favorite thing about that mall is that they built it in a marsh and it is sinking oh, a couple inches a year. Incredible. <laughs> 30 years, that's going to be a real destination. Yeah, totally. Come visit us at the marsh. <laughs> um, okay, Risa, you, you know, we've given you some ideas here. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Take care of grandma. Also, an easy that's thing a is job. like a, a picture of the kids, like a nice yeah, that's a nice picture or like, you know, Or like a hat with the kids embroidered in it. Yeah, if you want me to do that for you, Dave I can make that Dave could do that for you. I Reach out it. to his website. <laughs> yeah, totally. Grandmamerch.com. <laughs> um... Well, I think we're about done here. Dave, yeah. it's been an absolutely wonderful having you. I'm in a hat. I, I've, I'm i easing into it. I'm feeling a little more comfortable. Maybe I'll wear it on my way home. And Jim will probably say, what are you doing? I don't know. I think it does suit you. Okay. I'm going to take... I'm taking you both. Jim Stephen definitely will say Dave, that. Though. I'm taking you at your word here. I'm trusting you. I'm going to at least drive home in a hat. We'll see how I feel. Here's a one thing you might come across, though. What? Is that 
I also wear my hat the way that you're wearing it with the brim up. Yeah. Because I feel like I look crazy with it down. Sure. But while you're driving, sometimes the brim hits the roof of your car. Oh, no. And uh, you like sometimes I'll just have the hat on and then I'll like go to look over my shoulder and I can't turn my head and I'm like, oh, shit, <laughs> oh, no. and I have to like rip the hat. Trapped. Yeah. Absolutely trapped in your car. Trapped in my car. Trapped in a hat. Yeah. Well, I'm going to give it a shot. Um, Dave, thank you so much for being here. Oh, are you kidding me? Thank you so much for having me. And uh, that's the end of the show. I hope that if you're still in the high-speed chase that things work out for you. I Said No Gifts isn't exactly a right production. It's engineered by Earth Angel Stephen Ray Morris. The theme song is by Miracle Worker Amy Mann. Uh, you can follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at I Said No Gifts. And if you have a question or need help getting a gift for someone in your life, email me at I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you found me. And why not leave a review while you're at it? I invited you here Thought I made myself perfectly clear When you're a guest in my home 